Hi, this is Jim Sloan, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hey there, Emerald Podcast listeners. You're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. I'm Francisca Monahan. I'm the senior podcast editor here at The Daily Emerald, and I'm here with... Emerson Malone. I'm a lowly acolyte podcast editor with The Daily Emerald. And Jack Pitcher, I'm an associate news editor and the incoming editor-in-chief. This is a special edition from the Emerald Podcast Network. We're getting to know the new editor-in-chief of the Emerald. We have two different sections lined up for this podcast. Uh, The first section will be our current editor-in-chief, Cooper Green, asking Jack a few questions about himself and why he wants this job. And then the second part, we're going to get really deep and have a speed round of trivia questions. Are you ready for this, Jack? I'm ready. Bring it on. Hey, I'm Cooper Green, the current editor-in-chief of The Emerald. We're here to just sort of uh, introduce Jack, um, who's going to be the 2017-18 editor, um, and talk a little bit about where he came from and what he plans to do with the newspaper next year. So, Jack, where do you come from? I grew up in Portland, Oregon, went to a small school most people haven't heard of, Westside Christian. I'm a sophomore at U of O right now, actually studying business, but I'm doing a media studies minor, so I'm taking some J school classes. Um, passionate about sports, about news, about investigations, and getting to the bottom of things. I'm a curious person. How'd you end up in? Uh, how did you end up in business? I know you um, were interested in journalism from an early age, but you still went the other track. I've always been kind of a journalism guy, but I was under the impression until fairly recently that the newspaper industry was dying and there was no way I would get a job. Who told you otherwise? Uh, President Trump tweets it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I started out as a business major. That was kind of my plan going in. And I got pretty deep into that before I started working for the Emerald at the beginning of this year. But I really found out I was passionate about journalism and ran with it. Since I'm so far into the business major, I'm sticking with that, but I've petitioned to take some J-School classes, and I've worked with J-School instructors to get some of that good instruction, too. Yeah, yeah. I had investigative reporting with you last term with Brent Wolf. What sort of uh, background do you have with news, I guess? I know you read The Oregonian a lot growing up. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a very curious person, and I've always been a writer and sort of interested in writing. So when I started working for the student paper, that was a nice opportunity to kind of put those two things together. I didn't really know how into reporting I would get until I started it, but for someone like me who's kind of constantly on my phone checking news, liking to be informed, reporting is a really good outlet for that and a great way to look into stuff, make phone calls, kind of get to the bottom of different things that are going on, and then write about it to keep the campus community informed. Yeah. You want to talk about your journey at the Emerald a little bit? You started as a copy editor at the beginning of this year. Yeah, so actually my journey at the Emerald starts back in late August. I was a painter last summer, worked for this painting company. We did 10-hour days. It was hot out. I did not like that. It was pretty miserable. And I was coming into the end of my painting contract when it was time to go back to school. And I saw the Emerald was hiring. And I didn't think I could get a job as a news reporter at first because I didn't have real published stories. But I applied to be a copy editor, knew I was good with grammar and that sort of thing. Uh, Interviewed with you, Cooper. I got the job, started a couple weeks before school started. 
I actually quit painting the day that I got the job at the Emerald and said I could start immediately. Um, and I ran with it from there. I think about a week after I started copy editing, I joined the news desk because they needed some help. And all through the rest of the year, I've been a copy editor and a news reporter. I recently switched over to news editing, but I'm still doing some writing too. Nice. And uh, what's what's been some of your what have been some of your like uh, favorite moments this year? I guess at the Emerald, what have been some of your favorite stories you've worked on or seen worked on? Yeah, it's always exciting when a story you worked on starts getting picked up a lot, shared on social media, seeing reaction to your story. One of my first big stories that I was excited about was about Taylor's bar overcharging people's credit cards. I got a tip about that and then started looking into it and finding more and more info. And after we ran that story, like more than 50 people commented on the Facebook post saying it had happened to them. And it was cool to see a story that I had worked on and I broke that story get so much attention and it was picked up by other outlets. And I'm sort of a competitive person, so I like that aspect of reporting too, trying to break a story before the other people. So obviously we have more limited resources at a student paper than some of the people who are full-time journalists that aren't going to school. But when you can beat those guys, I always like to do that. And that's fun for me. Yeah. Um, what other, uh, what, what do you think made that story successful? I guess. I actually got a lot of help from a source. It was one of those cases where someone, this had been happening to them. They'd noticed their credit card got overcharged and they started talking to all their friends about it and collecting some evidence. And this girl had been doing this for months. And when I finally started looking into the story and I got in contact with her, she was so excited and immediately started sending me screenshots of bank statements and pictures of receipts and all this stuff. And then I was talking to a couple other sources about that story too, and just putting all that together as it unfolded and then going and actually interviewing the Taylor's manager. That's kind of how that story came together. And it was an interesting process. And that was one of my earlier stories. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I know I only bring cash to Taylor's now. Um, you want to talk a little bit about the process of selection? Um, so the the Emerald Board um, is a group of uh, professional journalists and Emerald alum who um, function sort of as a governing body for the Emerald, um, but don't touch editorial content. They just sort of help foster it. Um, so they select the editor-in-chief every year, and it's about a two-month process. Um, lots of interviews, lots of resumes, references, those kind of things. Do you want to talk about how that process was for you and sort of what you got out of it? Yeah. When the process first started, running for editor wasn't really on my radar, but a couple of older people at the Emerald, including you, encouraged me to apply and go through that process. And I thought about it some and talked to my parents about it and decided that that was something I wanted to do and that would be a really good experience. And it was definitely a stressful process. It's kind of a long, drawn-out thing. It was a very lengthy application that I spent a lot of time on writing the, my answers to those questions, editing those questions, getting different perspectives. And then you kind of have these three big interviews. First one is with the professional staff. A week later, you have to go, this is probably the most intimidating one, is going in front of the whole newsroom and answering whatever questions they have for you. And then a week later is the final board interviews, and the board deliberates and makes their selection that night. 
So it was definitely a process that made my winter term more stressful and a lot of work, but very worthwhile, very rigorous. I mean, that's probably as much interviewing you're ever going to have to do for a job in the real world. So I felt like that was great preparation and a really good and thorough process for selecting the editor. Absolutely. Um, What do you think were some of the key ideas that you had that were really uh, successful that, that came through to the board and to students and sort of sold you? Yeah, I didn't propose any crazy huge changes, stuff that would be hard to accomplish, but I tried to come up with areas where we could improve and identify very doable steps to sort of improve that. I would like to, our news desk has had a lot of turnover this year, which makes it hard to get consistent stories out, but I would really like to see us publishing more stories next year and covering this campus as comprehensively as we can, really getting that out there. So I'm going to be making some small changes next year to try and accomplish that. I also want us to really focus on our website because that's the area where most students see us. You know, I love print newspapers, but fewer and fewer people are picking those up. So I think our website is really important in our presence there. Right. Um, Something the board chair talked about was just an appreciation for sort of your focus on like you just mentioned on news and, and on just sort of refining the process um, and how relevant that is sort of today when, you know, like words like fake news and everything are going around and people are just sort of doubting. Um, so the Emerald's always been kind of known for innovation, but it sounds like you're more interested in um, just focusing on what we have and strengthening it. Is that fair? Yeah. As bet- right now is kind of an exciting time to be a journalist and be in the news industry. You know, we have journalism coming under attack from the president of the U.S., more people than ever seem to be interested in government and what's going on there. Being an independent student paper, that's a great opportunity for us to challenge the institutions on this campus, uh, make public records requests, find out what administrators are doing and what's going on. So I really want to push that stuff and hold our campus institutions accountable, stick up for our students and people who are underrepresented, and really provide solid news coverage for this campus. How do you feel about the um, campus relationship with the Emerald right now? Is there anything you'd like to change about that? Do you feel like we're well-perceived, those sort of things? You know, students will come on and complain about different things and different stories, which that happens to every journalist who publishes stuff. When you publish your work and it gets seen by thousands of people, people are going to scrutinize that. You know, we're student journalists. We do make mistakes on occasion. Other criticisms are less warranted, but... (laughs) I think the best thing we can do going forward is publish really solid journalism and good work. And when you do that repeatedly, that gets recognized and students respect your paper. What are you most excited about next year? Uh, I'm excited to go after the big news stories. It's going to be a big change next year going from being a producer to kind of being in charge of everyone and making those decisions. But I'm really excited to hire a great management team work with my peers and the other talented individuals at this paper and put out the best product we possibly can. Do you see yourself going on to journalism after this, after school? I do. Um, I wasn't really considering that at the beginning of this school year, but you know, it's not a glamorous or a well-paying career, but I've found it's something that I really enjoy and am passionate about. And I would definitely like to go into that industry after college. What, what's been the reception from your parents this year as you've been working in journalism? And I'm sure you talked to them through the editor-in-chief process and everything. Um, what have they thought about this sort of uh, career path shift? 
Yeah, um, I think they're actually pretty excited about it. My dad, when I was unsure of whether I would apply for editor or not at the beginning of this, I talked to my dad about it, and he really encouraged me to go for that. And I know my parents were really proud when I got that. So that was cool to see. Yeah. My parents are, they've been very supportive and encouraging of me going into that field. And I think it aligns really well with my skill set as a student. And it's a good place for me to be. Cool. Is there anything else you want to say to the people? Not at the moment. I think I'll save that for our Q&A later. All right. Well, I think that's all we have time for. So welcome aboard. And um Looking forward to next year. Thanks, See what Cooper. happens. Okay, so this is the second part of our EIC podcast. Emerson, do you want to explain the rules to Jack and our listeners? Okay, so this is the speed round. You're going to get bombarded with questions that we have accumulated from the newsroom and some that we wrote, and we're not going to tell you which ones are which. But after you hear a question, you'll have 10 seconds to answer. All right, bring it on. Okay. You want to start, Emerson? You ready? Go for it. Who is your high school mascot? We were the Eagles. If you could be a dorm on campus, what dorm would you be? Bean. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? One horse-sized duck. Name a country that begins with D. You have 10 seconds. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, you got Out of time. Stumped. Can I get an example of a country that Your starts with mm. Yeah. <laughs> the sexiest country. Um, also, we would have accepted the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the Dominican Republic, or Denmark. Mm. All right, next question. What day-to-day challenges do you think the Emerald can support students in, and how? Uh, I think things like tuition increase and other transparency issues that the administration deals with, that's a big way we can see what's going on under the surface and All right. report on it. What's a movie that makes you cry? Ten seconds. Mm, I honestly am not a big movie crier guy. I did see one movie that almost made me cry over winter break, Manchester by the Sea. Great. That's a sad movie. What were your SAT scores? sort of private but i got a 2170 better than i did i'm pretty sure that's better than i did (laughs) what are you most nervous about for next year uh just being responsible for everything we published having to be the guy to make the phone call when we mess something up which happens on occasion but i'm also excited to take that responsibility um this one's a multiple choice which of the following serve as the blood reservoir in the circulatory system? A, heart. B, B lungs. lungs. C, capillaries. capillaries. Or D, veins. veins. 10 seconds. C, capillaries? False. Veins. Mm. Have you ever been outside of the country? I have. I've been to Mexico, Canada, England, and Italy. Can you tell us a joke? You have 10 seconds. Oh, man. Um, five. I'm not a joke, Scott. I don't have any jokes three, for you. Two. Oh. Out of time. <laughs> what is a business major doing running a newsroom? I got pretty deep in the business major before I started doing journalism to the point where I didn't want to switch. And I'm interested in business and business reporting, so I'm sticking with it. Great. Almost exactly 10 seconds. Did you have a nickname growing up? 
Most people just call me Jack. Some people call me by my last name, like Pitcher or Pitch. What is the quadratic formula? Ooh. Ten seconds. <laughs> oh, oh man, I knew this really well in high school. Um, X equals the opposite of B plus or minus the Out of square time. time, too late. <laughs> X equals negative gonna... B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC divided by 2A. I was going to get that. Sure. <laughs> what? Uh, if you could rename D.D. Hall, what would it be? Wow. Um, I was going to say Oregon Five, Hall, but we already have four, that. Four, three, two, one. Oh, out of time. Out of time. That was tough. What did you have for breakfast? I'm not a big breakfast guy. What do you typically cook at home? I'm pretty bad at cooking. I cook ramen. I cook uh, Easy Mac. Um, right. Sometimes I cook chicken. Are you part of FSL? That's sort of a tricky one. I was a member of Beta last year as a freshman, but they were unfortunately kicked off campus. So you're no longer one? No. All right. What is your favorite episode from the Emerald Podcast Network? Oh, I liked the news wrap-up episode in November where you guys talked about my news story. Which one was that? I think it was about Taylor's. Taylor's oh. overcharging? Yeah. Nice. What about from the past three months? Past three months, I think there was sort of a funny one with Stacy where she talked about watching Star Wars. Correct. Did you have an imaginary friend growing up? I did not. What is the most valuable lesson you've gained working at the Emerald? Ten seconds. I would say patience when a story isn't coming together how you wanted right away. Keep persisting, keep working on it, keep digging. Good answer. Okay, this is a special section from the speed round, and this is the category is presidential quotes. So I will read the first part of a quote from a president, and you'll have to finish it. And for bonus points, you can name who the president was. Okay, bring it on. Okay. Nothing to fear but... Fear itself. Bonus point. Uh, Moving on. Go for it. My fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. But what you can do for your country, John F. Kennedy. Nice. Okay, last one. When you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. <laughs> that would be Donald Trump. Going to finish the quote? I'll refrain. <laughs> What's your favorite meal around campus for under $8? I would have to say the $2 bean and cheese burrito from Chipotle. $2 bean and cheese burrito from Chipotle? It's not on their menu, but if you ask for a bean and cheese burrito, it costs $2. Did you know you can get them double wrapped and or quesarito for free? I didn't know about the quesarito, but yeah, I knew about double wrap. Do you believe in life after death or what do you think happens when we die? Is it over? Nothing more? Game over? You know, I don't know for sure, but I like to think that there's something afterwards and I'm not going to lapse into a void. What year was the Emerald founded? 1905? 1899. Oh, man. Okay, last question. What is... You'll have 30 seconds to answer this one. Okay. What is the significance of the Oregon versus Buchanan case? Okay, I got this one. That was an Emerald reporter in the 1960s wrote about students smoking weed. Eugene police subpoenaed her and wanted her to give up her sources. She refused. It turned into an Oregon Supreme Court case where they established the journalism shield law protecting journalists in Oregon from giving up their sources. Correct. All right. Well, that was our speed round. Thanks, Jack. 
Thank you, guys. You got C minus. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our uh, EIC incoming EIC podcast. Uh, again, I'm Francisca Monahan. I'm a podcast editor at the Daily Emerald. Emerson Malone, Jack Pitcher, Incoming EIC. To hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud, or you can check us out on our homepage at dailyemerald.com. If you like what you heard today, or you just want to reach out to us, or you want to talk to Jack, you can storm into the Emerald Newsroom. It's the third floor of the EMU. Come in sometime during the 2017 to 18 school year. That's when Jack Pitcher will be in charge, and he'll have an office that's right down the hallway. I'm sure you'll find it. Is that all right, Jack? Bring on your angry tirades. Or you can just leave us a comment on our SoundCloud stream. Thanks for listening. Hey, Emerald Podcast listeners. It's Emerson Malone again. I hope you enjoyed listening to our podcast and getting to know next year's editor-in-chief of the Emerald, Jack Pitcher. I need to add a footnote here. Earlier when we asked Jack what his favorite episode from the Emerald Podcast Network was, he mentioned a news wrap-up podcast that we published on November 19th. And when I asked him for a more recent example from the past few months, he mentioned Stacy vs. Star Wars. And unfortunately, Stacy vs. Star Wars went up six days after that news wrap-up. So, as it stands, we're still waiting to hear an answer from Jack about his favorite podcast episode from, oh, say, winter 2017 or spring 2017? So, Jack, if you've made it through the episode and you're still listening, uh, I might suggest one of our other series like Emerald Recommends, The Idea Industry, Spotlight on Science. I'm sure we're going to come out with more Stacy Versus, your favorite series. Anyway, thanks, everyone.